0: Now, I want you to get that. There's a finality about that. This is it. Everything we've been hoping for, praying for, believing for, dreaming about, both as a people and as a nation, and now as an infant New Testament church that was beginning that day, understand, this is it. What's so important about that? He's saying you don't need anything else. This is it. When the Holy Spirit was poured out by Jesus upon the church, everything God had ever envisioned to bring about the restoration of everything in his heart for you, for me, for this planet, everything that needs to be given so that the enemy of God can be made a footstool that literally means something we can put our foot on the neck of, that's what the kings would do in ancient times when they would go in and defeat another king and another power. The, the triumphant king who had been triumphant in battle would take the defeated king and the king would be laid out in front of him and he would literally put his foot upon his neck in recognition that all of the power and the might and the dominion of that king had now been rendered useless that because they had triumphed so completely, this king, this opposing power, this enemy could never rise up and inflict hurt again. God says that through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that God was going to cause his enemies to be made his footstool. Now, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, both Lord and Christ. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And that's the question, isn't it? What do we do? Most people fill in most churches today would not stand up in opposition to anything I've said yet. Ah, we believe that. I just wish we could make it happen. I, I just wish we looked like that. I just wish we sounded like that. I just wish we acted like that. I, I, I believe it, but I, boy, I sure wish wish it could be real. So the question is, what do we do about it? What do we do? And that's what they asked. They were cut to the heart by the Spirit-anointed words that Peter had given. They said, what do we do? So Peter said to them, repent. There's that word again. Turn. Make a 180-degree turn. Change. Repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now, understand, that's salvation. That's where it begins. By giving our heart to Jesus Christ Being made a new creation in Christ Jesus. Being born again. But he didn't stop there. He said, repent and then you. Notice he turns his attention. He says, hey guys, we've experienced this. Early this morning there was a rushing mighty wind that came into the house. That that sounds what drew you to this building. Cloven tongues as a fire rested upon each of us. We were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. You all thought we were drunk. You knew we were... Listen... You knew we were under the influence of something other than ourselves. It just isn't what you think we were under the influence of. We're not under the influence of a strong drink. We're under the influence of a person. And his name is the Holy Spirit. And if you will repent and turn to Jesus Christ, then you can be filled with this exact same Holy Spirit that brings about the restoration of all things. This isn't just something that God sent for a special select group of people that were going to do a special select thing. Oh, no, no, no. The message is every one of you that's hungry and thirsty and desires to be a part of the work of God and the earth to bring about the restoration and the realization of everything that He is and everything He wanted, you can have this same power. You can have this same anointing. You can have this exact same Holy Spirit, you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The word today was restoration. God wants to bring about complete restoration in your life and mine, in our churches, in our families. I believe in our nation as well. God wants to bring about a restoration. But in order to have a restoration, the second part of that word was the reason we aren't walking in the fullness and the freedom that God's promised us isn't because it isn't available. It's available. It's that we have chosen to keep some level of control for ourselves. And the only reason we do that, folks, is because we don't completely trust If we totally trusted God, if we totally, totally trusted the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't be afraid to let him have complete control. But sometimes we keep control. So there has to be a, the other part of the word that God gave us more, is there has to be a reordering in our lives. And I think God's talking about it may and it does have something to do with a reordering of our priorities, certainly. But the thing about priorities, your, your priorities just reflect what's going on inside of your heart anyway. How you spend your time, what's important to you, what comes first, that just reflects what's really on the inside of you. What God wants to reorder is your heart. And the only way that can happen is through the Holy Spirit. But the good news is He's available to you. This same Holy Spirit. It was poured out on the day of Pentecost. Is available to you and I. Is available to this church. And it's the Holy Spirit that causes us to walk in victory, according to Peter here. It's the Holy Spirit that enables us to experience fullness and fulfillment and restoration of all things. It's the Holy Spirit that enables you and I to accomplish the purpose of God in the earth. Here's the thing for us, and I'm I'm about done. We, the original sin was pride. Lucifer fell because of his pride, and Adam and Eve fell into sin because of their pride. It's pride. And pride's not as pretty as we dress it up to be. Pride just basically says, God, I think I can do it better than you. Or, God, I'm just not quite sure about you and what you're saying, so... I can do it. Or, God, I'm just not patient enough to wait for you to do it, so I'll do it for you. It doesn't matter how it comes out, it's all still pride. Because the root of that says that I can do this without you. Now, I don't want to, I want to acknowledge you, God, because I certainly, I'm a Christian, and And I love God, and I certainly don't want to be identified as being less than a Christian or less than loving God. But at the end of the day, I can do this without you if I have to. That's always been the fatal mistake. It's the beginning of walking away from the presence and the anointing and the restoration and the fullness of God. So what we're left doing is walking in a ritual. We know the ritual, guys. If you've been in church more than two weeks, you know the ritual. We know how to do this thing. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. It, it was it was funny because the guy had just given his heart to Jesus. But but, one time I let a guy who had said he didn't know Jesus at all anyway to the Lord. And then he wanted to come to church. We had a prayer meeting. And he supposedly never known Jesus at all. And I'm taking him at his word that he never had. And within two seconds of being in a prayer meeting in a Pentecostal church, he was raising his hand saying, hallelujah, praise God, praise God, hallelujah. You'd never think he, he just picked it up right like that, just knew it immediately. But, you know, that's pretty easy to do. You can pick up the jargon real quick. You can pick up the motions real quick. You know when to sit down. You know when to stand up. You know when to clap. You know how to lift your hands. You know how high to lift your hands. You know the, the way you lift your hands. You, you, you know what you do at the altar. We, we know those things. We know the right words to say to people at the right time. But that can become nothing but dead ritual without the Holy Spirit. See, deep down inside of us, we know when we're walking in our pride and when we're walking in the Spirit. The Bible says if we'll walk and live in the Spirit, then we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, and the law will have no dominion or authority over us. The reverse of that is true. If we don't live and walk and abide in the Holy Spirit, then we will continually fulfill the lust of the flesh and the Spirit, and the law will exercise dominion and authority, even though we're not under it anymore. And so many Christians today are walking in a bondage that they should not have. Living with a, a lack of fulfillment that they should not be living with. And what God offered us today was restoration. And he moves so beautifully by his spirit. And many of you received that. But what I'm encouraging you to do, and the reason I believe the Lord changed the message today, is because you can receive something at the altar. And the very first thing your enemy will do, and you have an enemy is when you get out of this room today, He'll try to get you to go back to doing things just like you did them before you came in. Thinking just like you thought before you came in. Living just like you lived before you came in. Get you to go back to the same rituals and the same patterns. But here's the thing. It was those very rituals and patterns, apart from trusting in the control and the leadership of the Holy Spirit, that got you to that place you were this morning where you knew you had to have God because you were not feeling the fulfillment and the joy in the life of God. If You can keep that, If you will continue to trust in, rely upon, cling to, and live in the Holy Spirit every day of your life. You need Him. I'm not saying you're going to have the same emotions. We don't live by emotions anyway. You're not going to feel the same at home by yourself as you did with 20 other people up here at the altar with the music playing and all of that. You're not going to feel that. But that can be just emotion. But you can live in the Spirit of God. And you can experience His fullness and His freedom. And that is what He offered you. And the bottom line is this. (laughs) In one sense of the word, we always pray, you know, God do this, God do this. And and that's okay because we understand what we're saying. We need a fresh manifestation of what God's done. But in another sense of the word, there is nothing else God's ever going to do except return. That's it. He's already done all of it. Because when he sent the Holy Spirit to you, that's it. You got it. You got it. If you're a child of God, if you're a Christian and the Holy Spirit abides in you, you've got it. What am I saying? You've got everything you need. Now, I didn't say you're using it. I didn't say you're walking in it. I just said you have it. So really what we need is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit's control in our life. But here's the thing about the Holy Spirit, different from the world and the way it works. God will not take over your life unless you invite Him to. If you want to do this on your own, He will allow you to do that. You know why? Because He loves you too much to do it any other way. He gave you a choice in the matter. You've got a choice. Now, if you're like me, I, I grew up not wanting that choice. I, I, I was, I'd love for God to make me a robot make me do everything right. It, life would be better. I'm smart enough to know life would be better if I did everything just like he said. I believe in the goodness of God enough to know that God never made a command for, for anything other than my benefit. So there's nothing I'd love more than to have in my DNA something that would not allow me to do anything but the right thing. Every time. But the problem is, if you force somebody to do right without a choice, then you are not exercising love over that individual. That's slavery. And so God called us to be His servants and called us His own, He called us His family. And he gave us this choice every day of our life. Many of us think, well, we got that choice to give our heart to Jesus. Yes, that's true. But as a Christian, you have a choice every day, even as a Christian, whether you're going to submit your life to the Holy Spirit or do this yourself. And because God loves you, he lets you make that choice every day. But you've got everything you need to see the enemy at your feet every day of your life. I'm not preaching to you that you won't have battles. You will. I'm not preaching to you that you're not going to have attacks. You will because you have an enemy. I'm just telling you you've got everything you need to bring that enemy to submission. Because he already knows the power of the name of Jesus. One more thought. The Bible says in the book of James that even demons tremble at the mention of the name of Jesus. We've got the wrong picture in our mind. We think of our problem, we think of the battle we've got, we think of the enemy, and we think of him as being this big, massive, strong enemy. Biblically speaking, every time demons hear the name of Jesus, their knees knock together. If we would dare to believe that and allow the Holy Spirit to have control, oh my goodness, what a difference it would make. You've got what you need. you just got to give him control. Let me say it this way. You've got who you need. You just need to let him have control. You need to let him call the shots and watch and see what a difference it'll make. I want you to bow your heads with me this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just simply yield this word to you. I believe you sent it for a purpose. Everything you've done today, Father God, we thank you for it and you did it for a purpose. Lord God, I just thank you for restoration. I thank you that restoration has already taken place in many lives and many hearts today. But now as we walk out of this building today, We want to continue submitting our hearts and our plans and our dreams and purposes, our lives to you. We want to continue to allow the Holy Spirit to have control of our emotions. We want to continue to allow the Holy Spirit to have control of what we do and where we go. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you today. Jesus, your Lord, we proclaim it. Our proclaiming it doesn't make you more Lord. You're, you're totally Lord whether we ever acknowledge it or not. But Jesus, because we love you and we believe what your word declares and we've experienced your love, we willingly and gladly proclaim and acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus Christ over our lives and over this place and we welcome the continuing work of the Holy Spirit the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living and dwelling in us quickening and bringing alive this fleshly man and the fleshly woman that that we find in this place today continually bringing life to that and Father God we just give you control take our yesterdays take our today take our tomorrows lead us in your paths transform us I thank you the enemy is destined to be underneath our feet. And he already is because of the finished work of Jesus. Lord, help us recognize that and allow the Holy Spirit to rise up in us and rule through us. Lord, that we could walk in that restoration, walk in the fullness of your Spirit. In Jesus' name, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you've made it through this entire service and you've not already done this, If you've not given control to the Holy Spirit in your heart to allow Him to bring restoration, you've held on this long, but you're sitting there now saying, you know, God, I I don't want to leave this place like that. I I really want to let you have control. Maybe you're even one of those that the Holy Spirit was speaking to earlier. You, You don't know how. You've still got questions. You know what? You can have questions. And you can still let God have control. He's big enough to answer the questions. I don't have to prove God to you. He's big enough to prove himself. But if you're hungry, if you're thirsty, and you haven't given God control yet, maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus. You've never made him Lord. Maybe you have at some point. But you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to control your life now. And you're still sitting there. But you can't deny what you feel. You can't deny what you're sensing. You may not understand it, but you know it's there. And you want to give God control of your life. Right here, right now, would you lift your hand anywhere in this place. You've never given the Lord control of your heart. You've never been born again. Or maybe you have, but you're calling the shots, not the Holy Spirit. And you've made it this far through the service, but you don't want to leave this place without giving God control today. If you need to do that anywhere in this place, before we pray about anything else, would you lift your hand. Just put it up and put it right back down. Anybody at all? Okay? Anybody else? You know God's speaking to you. You may not understand it all, but you know God's speaking to you. And you want to give Him control. Anybody else? Just real quickly, put your hand up, put it right back down, okay? Anybody else? You know God's speaking to you this morning. You don't want to leave this place still holding the reins of your heart. Because deep down inside, you know that you need the Holy Spirit in control. Anybody else, just real quick, you can put your hand up, put it right back down, right? Anybody else, you know God's speaking to you today. Praise God. Okay, secondly, maybe you already did business at the altar. Maybe the Holy Spirit's already brought about a restoration. But even though you experienced the goodness of God at the altar by the time you got back to your seat, all of those nagging fears and concerns and anxiety started bombarding you you've been battling it the whole service you know the right things to say you, you know the answers but it's like but my problems are so huge my, my stuff I'm dealing with is so big and honestly it torments me all the time matter of fact that's the word for you you kind of feel tormented the Bible says fear has torment but God's perfect love drives out fear and He loves you perfectly you don't have to leave with that tormenting fear Anxiety. Even if you did business at the altar and you felt that relief, but you're already battling those anxieties, the enemy's trying to put it back on you, and you want to be free as well. Would you lift your hand anywhere in this room? Anybody like that before we pray? All right? Anybody else? You know God's speaking, all right? Anybody else? Okay. Let's stand together. Sometimes I do this, sometimes I don't, but today I feel led to do it this way. I might ask you, if you would, just to repeat this prayer with me. And if you raised your hand and you mean what you're saying in your heart, you agree with what I'm saying, I believe God's going to do a work in your spirit. Let's pray together. Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. I make this confession
1: confession.
0: that Jesus Christ is Lord.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Over all things,
1: over all things,
0: and over my life. Over life, it is my desire.
1: It is my desire
0: that you have control.
1: That you have control
0: over every part of me.
1: And every part of
0: me. I give you my past. I give you my past. I give you this day. I give you, this day. I give you all of my future. I give you all of my future. Forgive me. Forgive me. For all my sins. Take up residence,
1: Take residence. Deep, in
0: Deep in my heart I receive, I receive the, Holy Spirit.
1: the Holy Spirit
0: Promise to me,
1: Promise me.
0: I receive the,
1: receive the helper
0: I receive the empower
1: I receive the comforter
0: Holy Spirit I thank you That you will lead me into all truth Reminding me of the words of Jesus. Reminding
1: me of the words
0: of Jesus. That you will cause my life.
1: You will my
0: life to bring Him glory. To bring Him glory. And in that truth.
1: And in that truth,
0: I will find freedom.
1: And I will find freedom.
0: And I will find fulfillment.
1: And I will find fulfillment.
0: And I'll find release.
1: And I'll find release.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For your love. For your love. So, because of your love. I command all fear, I command all fear, all confusion, all confusion, all doubt, all doubt, and all anxiety, and all anxiety to go in Jesus' name. Jesus. And I receive your freedom I receive your right now in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Would you give him thanks for that today? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Walk out of this place and know that you're free in Jesus' name. We love you. Go in the grace of God. Don't forget the cook-off. Uh, be here. if you're. Make sure your meat is ready by 5. We're judging at 5. Make sure that your pies are here early. We're going to eat at 5.45. Make sure you bring food for the picnic as well. Be blessed. We love you. Go in the grace of God.